You're listening to Escaping the Rat Race. I'm your host, Amy Leo, a singer, songwriter, and mental health educator. And our show is all about questioning the status quo and pushing the boundaries into what's possible for human beings and not probable. So tune in and get ready to escape the rat race, not only the monotonous nine to five work grind, but also that incessant internal mental chatter that prevents most of us humans from experiencing more joy, peace, clarity, and freedom. Hello, everyone. My name is Kelly Munsrud, and I am ReviveYourSanity.com's team podcast producer. I have been invited to introduce today's show, and that is so exciting for me because I love every single one of these episodes. Every time I'm done, I want to reach out and contact those people that they're interviewing and give them a big hug and say, hi, how are you? And this one's no exception. Now, if you're sitting there like I have been in my life before and probably most all humans as we face our mirrors and have the thoughts that we do about what our body image is telling us, stay tuned and discover the possibilities that await when you get out of your mind and into your body. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. I don't know where you find yourself in the world today, but I am speaking with eating and body image psychology mentor, Stella Staffy. I'm really excited for this interview, and I just am always tickled by how awesome technology is. Stella's in the UK, and I'm in Spain right now, and Meg's joining us from the States on the call, so she'll ask some questions later on. So without further ado, Stella, I am going to just ask if you could share a little bit about your personal story. I know we talked that there's some common themes in our lives with mental health and body image. So if you could share a little bit of your personal story and then what you're up to now, and we'll go from there. Absolutely. Hello, and thank you so, so much for having me. So currently, my work is, I work as a diet freedom, emotional eating, and body image psychology mentor for women, as Amy just said. Uh, my background is in psychotherapy and in eating disorders treatment. So I used to work as a psychotherapist and eating disorders specialist in private practice in London, UK for several years before I moved my whole practice online and I moved from psychotherapy to coaching, mentoring women uh, from around the world via the internet. And I also opened up my work to include women that do not necessarily suffer from a clinical eating disorder, but just have more of the everyday average issues, very, very common issues, sadly, with food, weight, and their bodies. And um, so these days, I work with women that are facing issues such as chronic dieting, emotional eating, very common diet binge cycle, or body dissatisfaction. And what my work is focused on is, is helping them to do the inner work that is necessary. So we're looking at the, the deeper underlying psychological, mental, emotional, spiritual reasons that keep them struggling with food and weight and their body. And this is my passion. It's my passion to help them see that the outside that we spend so much time trying to change and adjust and control it's just a reflection of the inside. So when you do the inner work, the outside will just take care of itself very naturally. And based on that and my whole um, personal story and professional uh, journey, I have created a specific approach, a program called Body Prema. 
and Prema means love in Sanskrit. So I chose this title uh, because of Eastern and Western approaches, of the more psychological coaching, mentoring approaches, and more, so to speak, um, mainstream approaches with the more alternative complementary approaches with women's spirituality and embodiment practices such as yoga and movement, energy healing. So it's that combination that helped me personally overcome my own uh, issues, long-term issues um, with food and my body and that have, has helped my own clients so far move past those issues and really treat the real root of the problem instead of just um, trying to take them as very often we try to do. Yeah, I, lo I love that. You know, I when I was working in social work as well, it seemed really interesting that, you know, medications can be helpful and things like that. But what was happening is that, again, that's just getting at symptoms. So it's not sustainable. It's not getting at the cause. Um, mm -hmm. So I love, I love that you're sharing that. Mm -hmm. And I think especially, you know, when it comes to food and weight, there's so much out there, so much information, sometimes too much information. Yeah. <laughs> All that system and industry that solely exclusively focuses on the outside. So yeah. there's no, there's so little. We're just starting <laughs> to move a bit deeper and to realize that there is a lot of it, or maybe the whole of it is about what goes on on the inside. And it's so important to start looking at that too, at least including that, looking at the psychology, the inner aspect of it too. Absolutely. And we have uh, my colleague Meg on the line, who is also really interested in the body image uh, field. I'm wondering, Meg, do you have a question you'd like to ask Stella? You know, I love the way you described everything just now, because it's definitely straight in line with not only my own values, but also how I work with my clients. I would love to know how it is that you work with your clients, whether it's one-on-one -on -one or group coaching programs and stuff like that. So that way anybody listening that might want to work with you knows how they can. Mm -hmm. Apparently, I'm only offering one-to-one -one, uh, mentoring, uh, which is done via Skype. To consider offering a group program, which is very likely to come up and get offered in the summer. But for the time being, it's only one-to-one. -one. Great. Great. Thank you. So I, I want to kind of get a little down and dirty, I think, Stella, and ask, you know, but before you kind of looked within and, and had this really holistic approach, you know, what was life like for you uh, with the body image, with, with food? What did that look like? Because some listeners are probably there right now. So if you can share where, what that was like and then maybe a first step that someone could take that's really struggling and feeling suffering I would say suffering mm. in their own body right now mm. so in terms of my own journey it started really early like my own difficulties with food and body it started very early might be lifelong it <laughs> could be uh, but just as an example I went on my first diet when I was nine or ten years old uh, and from then on, I was dieting and binging and dieting and emotionally eating throughout my adolescence until at 17, when I was graduating from high school, it all led into the development of an actual eating disorder. Uh, 
Hmm. which lasted on and off. It was anorexia and it started, it, I would go on and off into it, deeper into it, and then would get a bit better in terms of weight, but then back again. That went on for um, seven years, seven, eight years, I would say. And then it took me a long time, my so-called um, turning point was when uh, I was around 23, 24 years old, and I was graduating from uh, university from a bachelor's degree, which ironically enough was in psychology. Um, and I reached that point that I was ready to dive into life, you know, I had so many dreams and so many interests and I wanted to travel the world and study a million different things and do beautiful work in the world. But I realized eventually I admitted to myself that I didn't have any energy at all mm. to give into that. I was just super exhausted. I was burnt out. And just the way I was treating myself and my body was not sustainable anymore. So it was that realization that was really hard to get to because I thought that I had gotten to it several times before, but <laughs> it just didn't do it. It was not, it didn't last very long. So it was that realization. And then at the same time, I realized, you know, again, I admitted to myself that um, the way I was eating or not eating, the way I was treating myself had a big and negative effect on my relationships with people, my personal relationships, my, my friendships, my family. It just ha started to have a big negative influence on my whole life. So then I had to sit down and have a sort of an honest conversation with myself. And that was when I decided to do something about it. Then what followed was, you know, it was not um, an overnight thing, of course, but that was the starting, the start to a long, long, relatively long journey of healing my own issues. And at the same time, while I was healing my issues, I was also almost unconsciously <laughs> developing that, that body of work in the back of my mind. I just love the practical hope that you're alluding to, that every human being has that capacity to have a realization in any moment that can be long lasting. Mm. Um, I, I just love how universal it is. It reminded me of a story. Um, I'm in what's called the three principles community and all that really is in my opinion, <laughs> of course it's my opinion, but it's just mm -hmm. a way to talk about the human mind and how the human experience mm. unfolds in a really simple principle based way, not in the, you know, you and I both know a lot of the psychological techniques and those can be helpful. <laughs> they can certainly yeah. be helpful, but again, a little bit more foundational, a little bit more causal, it, uh, you know, the fact that it's not what we're thinking the realization that we are the thinkers can be really, really helpful, for instance, for some clients. And I was just reminded of a story when you were speaking, Stella, about it of, that I heard uh, at one of those retreats where a gal was hospitalized. She, she was severely anorexic. And, but in her gut, she just kept, kept hearing or kept feeling, I have to go to Hawaii. I have to go to Hawaii. Uh, and of course, medical doctors were like, no, you can't. You're, you, you could die. I mean, you're really undernourished and, and malnourished. And, 
And so she became stable enough and she just got on the flight to Hawaii and then went to a, it was a three principles facility there and made a full recovery and actually built her life there. So I just think it's amazing that, you know, we know deep down underneath the busyness that sometimes we can't, we can't see it. And I'm sure in my own life experience too, Stella, when it gets that busy for me about whatever it is that I'm dealing with, whether it would be food or building a business or relationships or depression, whatever it is, when it's so busy, it's just natural that I wouldn't be able to hear my own wisdom. But the fact Mm -hmm. of the matter is it's still there just because you Mm -hmm. can't hear it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I love that. I love the story. And for what comes to mind first is that, you know, as you said, it's the same principles everywhere. That's, that's what I'm discovering over and over again. You know, the same principles that were true for me when I was dealing with food and weight and body and all that, that area were the same exact principles that came up for me when I was setting up my business mm-hmm. and the same principles in so many different areas in my life. But also what I love about this story is that it speaks to the, again, to the internal and also to the spiritual element in anything we're facing and I think that has been missing for a very long time when it comes to our relationship women's relationship with our bodies and with ourselves and that was a big part of my own recovery that involved a lot of traveling and being in nature and engaging you know diving into approaches that involved my body and that taught me how to be in my body and how to experience my body from the inside rather than just look at it and try to manipulate it on the outside. And it's really, it's all about, it's, it's a spiritual journey. The whole journey when it comes to food and body, it's really a spiritual journey that brings you back much, much deeper and closer to yourself, to your core. You know, it's like shedding those layers the the business layers and all the conditioning that we have on top of everything and just moving closer to our core and finding tapping into that wisdom that the body holds and just guides us where we need to go that that's the whole process i think yes exactly Stella. i've i've found that to be really true in my own life as well and and true with clients and and for folks that um, may be kind of new to this conversation or folks mm-hmm. that may, you know, get a little nervous of the word spiritual, I just want to yeah. really invite listeners that this, this is really practical, what Stella, mm-hmm. Meg, and I are talking about. Because when you recognize you're a human being, you have a physical form, but that there is an energy. I mean, quantum physicists are on to this. <laughs> there is an energy of life. You know, I've used this example before, but, you know, I did not create with my intellect, with my brain, I did not create myself. That didn't happen (laughs) from the cells of my parents, right? You know, (laughs) so there's a little bit of humbleness, just just a little bit. I just invite listeners to question, just play around with what we're saying, just question. And, and the practicality of it is this, is that we are physical beings and by that very nature, it means that our experience of life is always biased. It will Mm. always be biased. Mm. When we start to tap into that inner wisdom, for me, it's like, wow, I go from seeing two solutions to a problem to seeing 
ones I never even could conceive of before. And this is not special. Everyone has had this experience where Mm -hmm. they've either been working on a problem, they've been really grinding away with their intellect, right? Like, oh, I've got to solve this Mm -hmm. problem, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And then lo and behold, what do they do? They walk away from it, they go for a jog, they take a shower, they hang out with their children. And at some Mm -hmm. point, poof, they weren't even thinking about the problem and the solution. Oh my gosh, why didn't I think of that before? You know? Absolutely. I love that. I love that. Um, And I think it's so interesting that you're bringing it up now and how much, you know, spirituality can be a scary word for some people. And, you know, through my own journey, I've had times that being spiritual or being into yoga and meditation too much before I did my own work was not that helpful. You know, it would take me too far out of my body body further than I was initially anyway so this this aspect of my work is all about the here and now it's really really practical that's what I love that just came up in our conversation that it's really about the here and now it's really about the body that we're living in and it's really about that wisdom that is just always accessible to us if we just take a pause and listen inside Oh, I love doing these calls. This is great. This is the first time Stella and I have ever met. And again, it's beautiful. Uh, Meg, amazing. Meg, uh, I would like to bring Meg into the call again. Uh, Meg, do you have a, another question you'd like to ask Stella before we wrap up? I know we're getting a little short on time, but uh, I just have a feeling that Meg might be able to ask. Mm-hmm. I'm going to unmute her. <laughs> Go ahead, Meg. Hey, yeah. Um, I feel like it, it may slightly have been answered already, um, but I think it's something that will be, it will be good maybe to put into another, another way or another concept for the listeners. Cause not everybody gets, can grab, you know, what was just said maybe. So, so maybe highlighting it in a different way. And that would be like, I know with clients that I've worked with, I know with myself and my friends and family that I've talked to, you know, a lot of people have these beliefs that they've already come by, right. That whether it's because throughout their life, they, they were told it was true or this is what they've noticed in their body. Mm-hmm. Like the belief that carbohydrates are bad for you, right? And they're going to make you fat. Um, so how is it when, when you work with a client that has, that has this belief that's like a fear-based, you know, I mean, oh, if I eat carbs, I'm going to gain weight. So she completely cuts out carbs and then she has no energy and stuff. You know, how is it that you work them through that belief to release it and mm-hmm. be more open-minded? Mm-hmm. I love that question. It's so interesting because it's true. There is a lot of work that takes place on the mental level, on the mindset level, on beliefs, and they can get so much in the way and complicate things so much. So the first step in the way I do this work, the first step is to identify those beliefs, to be really conscious about them. Because as you said, you know, very often we hold them, but we have no idea that they're there. We take them so much for granted that we just believe they're true without ever questioning them, without ever realizing they are there. So the first very important step is to just identify them, to know, to realize what they are exactly when they tend to come up and how or not they serve you. They serve each person. 
So after we have identified those beliefs, then we start to question them together. We start to challenge them together. And we both work with facts, like what is true, what we know from science, what we know from psychology, what we know from several approaches. But also, I think a very important element is putting them into practice, like testing them out through experience. So I want clients to test out different beliefs through their experience. For example, um, eating carbs, let's say. We create little experiments in their own lives so that they can test out this belief and see what happens if they do and see whether that happens. And also a very interesting aspect that we focus on is um, how to realize how again to experience the different influence their beliefs have on them because we know now that you know when you eat something the thoughts that you're thinking when you're eating it what do you believe it will cause you what will you believe will happen with that food entering your body can really influence your body's processes so your thoughts can really influence your digestive system will do with the food that you're eating. So we're practically testing out different beliefs and seeing through mindfulness and um, approaches like that and cognitive approaches, if they hold different beliefs, how their experience will be different. But I'm all about them having the experience in their body and in their lives. That's how their, their thoughts change. Amazing. I, yeah, <laughs> I, I find this to be so, so true. You know, for me, <laughs> there is a direct link, whether it's conscious or unconscious between what I think and, and what I experience. I've, I've never had a happy, optim- optimistic thought and then felt anxious. That's just never happened. Yeah. So I love what you're alluding to here and, and sharing the the emphasis on experiential learning versus book knowledge. Mm -hmm. I think that is so important for true change and lasting sustainable transformation. So I really appreciate you highlighting that Stella for the listeners. Really. Oh, we're running out of time, but I would like to ask uh, Stella, if you would want listeners to take home one thing from today's call, what would it be? And then please share where people can actually find you uh, if they want to learn more and work with you. Sure. So if there was one thing that I would want them to take away, hmm, that's a, a challenging question. <laughs> um, I think my first and foremost message would be for them to work on getting out of their minds and into their bodies and to start connecting with their bodies, with the inside of their bodies, with that wisdom ever present, deep, profound wisdom on a regular basis. I think that's the most important thing because when, when we face issues with our bodies, we're really disconnected from the inside. So I'd love for them to make that shift from the outside to the inside, from what my mind is telling me to what am I feeling and sensing inside my body. And in terms of where to find me, you can visit my website, which is www.bodyprema.com. And you can also look for Body Prema on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, 
and we have a lovely Facebook group, private Facebook group, Body Premise Sisterhood that I'd love, I'd so love to welcome you on there too. Great. And can you spell that out too for listeners still? Sure. Yes. So it's body, B-O-D-Y, uh, Prema, P for Papa, R-E-M-A. Great. Great. Bodyperma.com. Well, Stella, thank you so much for sitting with us for this half hour and really exploring how <laughs> escaping the rat race can, can entail anything, including getting out of our own <laughs> normal habitual relationship with our with our mind and body and spirit. So uh, thank, thank you so much, you. Stella. Oh, thank you so much. Really, really grateful. It was lovely connecting with you. Sounds great. And again, this was uh, Amy Leo from reviveyoursanity.com. If folks are interested uh, in diving into this, if, if they're a little curious as listeners, they don't really know what we're talking about, but they, but they know in their gut, in their heart, in their body that there might be something here, uh, you can reach us at reviveyoursanity.com. We also do retreats. Uh, and of course, you can reach out to Stella too. We're all friendly and accessible. So <laughs> don't be shy. <laughs> all right, guys. Well, until next time, uh, keep rocking. Biggest take homes that I feel I hear out of this interview is what they're pointing to so eloquently that within us lies the truth that we can discover on our own about what's holding us back, what we think of our body, and what is disconnecting us from taking that step, as I mentioned in the intro. And Stella's invited us in a lovely way to move closer to our core, to test our beliefs, and get into the heart of what it is that's stopping us from improving what we see when we look in the mirror, connecting ourselves inside, and giving ourselves a chance to understand that it won't happen overnight. But we've got to take that first step. After listening to Stella, it certainly encouraged me to consider what she might offer in helping us understand each in our own way what it is we have disconnected ourselves from when we see the image of our body in the mirror and are looking at all the external reasons as to what's holding us back instead of clearing away the clutter of our thoughts and taking a look at the possibilities available to us in our own internal wisdom. If you're interested in more discussions like this, please search iTunes for Escaping the Rat Race with Amy Leo and or jump onto YouTube and search the same. Or you can visit us at reviveyoursanity.com or simply reach out to Amy directly at her email address, which is simply amy at amyleo.com. As always, maybe Amy said it once, but I'm going to say it with her. Keep rocking.